0: Our God is wonderful. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Never underestimate the power that is within you. And sometimes we, we in Pentecost, we experience so many good things in God till we just, we just kind of think that's what everybody experiences. It's not happening for everybody else like that. You have a witness. You are a witness. I think about a man Sister Debbie was telling me about Monday night after prayer meeting, and he was talking about his relationship to me and what I meant to him. I think it's been three, four, maybe four times we sat together in a banquet. We sat side by side. We conversed lightly. I prayed the opening prayer or the closing prayer of those banquets. There came a time in his life that he was experiencing some panic attacks, and I was able to share my testimony with him of what God did for me and how he delivered me. That man sent word to her at his retirement, of how much I meant to him. Just, just sitting next to him at a banquet. We didn't, we didn't talk for an hour about the Lord. We just shared light conversation. But there's a power within us. There's a witness within us. And I think about it. Had I never had the experience I had of those panic attacks. I would have never been able to be a witness to him about what God could do. So no wonder the scripture said, in all things give thanks. And for all things give thanks. Anybody here been through something? Has God ever used that again and again? And you became a testimony to somebody and you became an encouragement to somebody? God's working in our lives. Amen. Sometimes we, we let the, da- the devil browbeat us into thinking that we don't have anything to share, to give, to offer. But if we will just let God, he's going to be himself. <laughs> and, and I think about it. Yeah, y'all, y'all know the Michelin man? the tire man, the little puffed up guy that looks like a bunch of tires. That, that, that's kind of the way I feel in the Holy Ghost. When I think about how big God is, I'm, I'm talking about God in us. How can you hide that? Sister Katie said, you, you said your job wanted some sunshine. Yeah. well, The sun said, you are the light of the world. (laughs) And you said, you're bringing the sun. And so you're bringing the sunshine. Amen. We have a light. We have a testimony. You say, well, not everything's working at our house. Not everything. Why don't you let God shine through all of that? Why don't you let him be himself and quit letting the devil get the upper hand and the devil getting the testimonies? You know, we, we're testimony, It's so bad. It's it's so terrible. Things are all going, hey Hey, wait a minute. We're still here. <laughs> and the only reason we're still here is because he's here and he's working in us. Sometimes the only way we know that we're making it as we look around and we're still standing. (laughs) We're not necessarily playing king of the hill. He's the king of the hill, but we're still standing. And so that tells me we're victorious. Sometimes we painted a different picture for ourselves that we want God to fulfill. We've, We've got it all drawn out for him and said, we want you to fill in all these blanks. And he has a totally different plan for our lives. God's up to something. Amen? Sister Carolyn, it ain't been the smoothest journey. Brother Mike, it hasn't been the easiest road. But you know what? All over this community, you're a testimony. All over this community, people talk about you, and about what God has done in your life and And your ability to keep on going in spite of all of that. So thank God for his goodness. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. And just to take him at his word. And just to know that we can trust him. In spite of what all's going on in our lives, Brother Ron, you'd have never dreamed a man you met one time that you would have that kind of impact on his life, that he would come look you up. All you did was give him a permit from the city, right? And that interaction created. The contact that that man needed, that he sought him out. Never underestimate the power of your witness. Hallelujah. It's not my message tonight, but it's become the message. God is working in us now. He's doing wonderful things. Let's pray for your neighbor right now. Just reach over and take them by the hand. Pray for them that the Spirit of the Lord would minister in them. In the name of Jesus. Father, you see the witness in their life. I pray your unction and your anointing, Lord. The power of your Spirit would move in them, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Scripture comes from John chapter 10, verses 9 through 11. I have at least 20 pages of notes, so I've got 10 minutes. Brother Ken said something about not having just an hour service, so. I am the door. If any man, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they might have life, that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Second Corinthians 2 and 11 said, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. When we think about our lives, we... We realize that when we come to God, we came to him as sinners. Many times we think that we actually belong to Satan. We actually had Satan's influence in our life first. But who is to say that God didn't get there first? Jeremiah 1 and 5, he said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. You talk about a scripture for the sanctity of life. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet for the nation. So while Satan has convinced us that we were actually his first, actually we belonged to God before he had his way in our life. The scripture makes it clear that there is only one way to be saved. It's faith, it's repentance, and it's obedience to the word of God. Acts 2.38, repent, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So Jesus comes into our life in the role of a good shepherd. But what is the enemy's role? They're both coming. They're both coming. You ever notice that? The devil's probably more faithful to church than we are. He never misses. He's always coming to church. But God's always coming to church. I said God's always coming to church. Now, sometimes the oppression of the enemy seems to be so great that you wonder if God's there, but God is greater. The Scripture said greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Scripture said where two or three are gathered together in my name, the name of Jesus, he said he would be there in the midst of, him, of them. And if Jesus is there, he is the greater one. Many of the things that I'm... Reflecting on here tonight, Brother uh, Fletcher spoke on Sunday night. One thing we need to understand, God is not the problem, and God is not your problem. Sometimes we get to looking at the bad stuff that's happening all around us, and we feel like it's God doing all that. Remember, the thief comes, that is, the devil, Satan. His only reason for coming is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I come. I, Jesus, have come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. So Jesus has one purpose in our life on this earth and eternally, and that is that we might have an abundant life in Him. I remember the old song that, just give me a little cabin in the corner of Glory Land. You'll just, just let me squeak by down here, Lord. Let me just, no, no. He said He came to give us abundant Life. Satan's plan is to try to strip that away from us. The devil was an archangel of God. He rebelled against God. The scripture tells us in Isaiah 14 and 12: How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend up into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit in the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to hell, to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you. And consider you saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world as wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open his house to prisoners? The devil. The only thing he's good at is being the devil, he's being a good devil. But understand this, God does not need the devil to help us to be saved. He judged Adam and Eve's sin in the garden without the help of the devil. Now, the devil's plan was to get them the sin so that he could kill, steal, and destroy. He enticed them to sin against a righteous and holy God because he knew that God in his righteous judgment would judge them for their sin. And so, as a part of that, the earth was cursed. Thorns, thistles, heat, sweat of the brow, all of these things come as a result of sin. It's not a bad God, but it's a good God that is just. And when he says something will happen, it will happen. We cannot expect to disobey his word and reap good things. When he says this is the way it's done and this is the consequences of that action, then that's what's going to happen. The only thing that's going to help us is repentance, bowing down, humbling, and praying that He will forgive us. How many of us experience that? Amen? And so, the devil comes along, and he tries to get us to think that God is doing all the bad stuff in our life. Matter of fact, it's it's a standard procedure just about in our world today that well, it used to be now it's Mother Nature. They used to say it was an act of God. storm, something horrible happened in the, in the atmosphere and around our world, and that say it's an act of God. Well, is it? Or is it the act of a devil that's out there to, th- to steal, to kill and to destroy? And then he wants you to make you think it's God doing it. He wants you to believe that it was God that did it. And so when Satan started all of his business with his plan, God had a plan. He said, Before the foundation of the world, I had a plan. Satan fell, Satan in interjected his plan. And his plan is destruction, misery, stealing and killing and destroying. But God is good. And God has a good plan. And in his plan was this scripture. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He knew he was going to do that before Satan ever tempted Adam and Eve to sin. He knew that one day He would redeem them, and He would save. We serve a good God. Matter of fact, the Scripture said in James chapter 1, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt, he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away with his own lust and in desires and entice. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my brother, beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no var- variation or shadow of turning god is the author of good things the devil is the author of bad things god didn't get into an agreement with the devil and say, I want you to do the bad stuff, I'm going to do the good stuff. And if you'll do the good stuff, people will wake up and serve. Do the bad stuff, people will wake up and serve me. No, that wasn't ever an agreement with God. God doesn't need any help from the devil. When he decides he wants to move a heart, he can move a heart. He doesn't need the devil's destruction to accomplish his work. How many of you have seen this lately? People have destructive things going on in their life, and yet they don't repent. They have all kind of chaos, all kind of the devil's work in their life, and you think, surely they're going to wake up. But they don't wake up. You know why? Only the goodness of God can lead men to repentance. It's only good, a good God that can wake up a heart and cause it to turn and get on the right path. So we know the sources of the bad come from the devil, Satan, or that demonic realm, the demonic spirits, the the whole realm of darkness. And then there are sometimes that people that do things that affect us. Their their lack of knowledge, their their sins, their failures, their mistakes, and and then there's our own actions. Our lack of knowledge, our sin, our failures, our mistakes, all contribute to the work that Satan is out to accomplish. All these things going on in our world. God did it right from the beginning. It was a perfect world until sin came in it. And while sin affected our world and the curse came in our world, There is still so much of the beauty of God. After all, this world was created like that world, that heavenly place. It's a picture of what is heaven until sin got in it. And the Scripture said in Romans that this whole earth groans and travails until the day that God comes and delivers it. This earth knows what it what it once was. And it knows what hope it has in the day that God comes and delivers it. Oh, we serve a good God. He made us, the scripture said, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We are. And all around creation, we see the beauty of God. So I would say, stop blaming God. Stop blaming God for the bad stuff. And start praising Him for the good stuff. And put the blame where it should go. Put it on the devil. He needs a guilt complex. Jesus promised abundant life, overflowing life. And God works in his people. Now, we know that the devil is going around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He is out there working right now. He tries to get into your prayer he tries to get into your church service. He tries to get in the car on the way to church. You know why there's so many Pentecostals come in separate cars to church? That way you don't have no fights on the way to church. We learned that. We beat the devil on that one. And that never happened to y'all. But, you know, we've had some drives. We had to drive to church. And if if you're not careful, you know, he gets in the car with you. He drags up all kind of stuff. And what about this? What about that? How come you didn't do that? How Hello? Today I was thought, well, I'll just, the kid's ball went down in the bottom behind the house. And I thought, well, I'll just run down there and get it. I got the golf cart stuck. So I said, well, I'll just go down there with the truck and get it. And I got the truck stuck. It's Wednesday. It's 5 o'clock. I don't need this. The thief comes. The devil comes. I didn't want to do all that. Just. The devil shows up. We get to church, and Sister Janelle's loading the message in there and loading the songs. And I said, change that, that ad about the pro-life banquet. And then she did that, and she went to do the one about the prayer thing. And bam, the computer locks up. She turns the computer all off. The projection system goes haywire. Everything's not working. Then the sound, we don't know what happened to the sound. Except there's an enemy. He came to church. But you know what? He's defeated. We had church anyway. We heard good testimonies, we've heard the word. And we know today that we are overcomers because Jesus Christ Himself became our overcoming source. And so today, we are overcomers in and through and by Him. Let's stand together. Would you lift your hands right now? Would you thank God for this service tonight? Father, we thank you for the privilege of coming together. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for the testimonies tonight. We thank you for the privilege of worship that we've been able to enter into your presence, Lord. I thank you for coming, Lord. I thank you for being with us. I thank you, Lord. So they're both coming. The devil's coming. God's coming. But the scripture said, we're not going to give place to the devil. And it also said, if we'll praise and worship, we'll make a place for God. So the key in our relationship is to always recognize the devil and don't give him any place in your life and recognize the fact that if you will just worship and love and praise and forgive, you'll always have a place for God. And greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world.